Hi and welcome everyone to the 78th episode of Serum Rocks. This is Marcus Alonson and today's podcast will be about customer service insights. And with me today I have Tessa Kloster from Microsoft. Tessa is a group project manager from Dynamics 365 Customer Service Insights and been in the group that is now called Business Applications for the last seven years. Welcome, Tessa. Thank you. It's great to be here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. We're just getting ready for uh, the Business Application Summit next week and I'm getting really excited to uh, be able to present and, and talk to customers. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm just fine. I've been to a business trip for the last couple of days, so getting home is always a pleasure for me. But this is recorded on the uh, 5th of June, so the business application summit is actually still next week, but it's published in the 14th of June, so that's a little time shifting for us and the listeners here done. Well, then they'll be able to see all the great uh, noise and announcements that came out of the summit at the same time. Yeah, did you have a good time? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so customer service insights have now hit general availability. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, it's a big milestone. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting with all these AI applications that's coming out for uh, for the Dynamics platform now. So. Do you feel proud of this or how do you feel about it? Of course, very proud. Uh, it's exciting to be one of the, the AI applications, as you said, one of the Insights um, apps. And then specifically in the area that we work on in, in customer service, uh, we have an opportunity to have a great impact on um, our customers and then, of course, uh, their customers as well. So how do you call it? Do you call it CSI or customer service insights or how do you go about it? Yeah, it is a bit of a mouthful, Dynamics 365 Customer Service Insights. Um, so internally, sometimes uh, shorthand, we'll call it CSI. Uh, but when we're talking with, with customers, it's either the full Customer Service Insights or CS Insights is a little bit of a shorter name we go by. Yeah, so you don't really go with CSI like Crime Scene Investigation then? No, I think they, they've reserved that acronym, so we'll... We have to do with something else. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you had a big announcement on the 1st of April here. So uh, what was that announcement about then? Yeah. So on April 30th, uh, just over a month ago now, uh, that's when we announced that Customer Service Insights is now generally available. Uh, and what that means is that it's available for people to actually go and purchase and use, you know, across their production uh, environments. Before then, um, we had been in public preview and actually we've been in public preview uh, since October. And so relatively um, quick for, you know, a full uh, SaaS service to be able to go from a public preview uh, in one um, region. So we weren't kind of globally available in October. Uh, all the way to now April uh, and beyond being uh, globally available across all of the different um, regions and um, ready for anyone to really walk up and, and try out the product. So it was quite the journey and very exciting for the team uh, to hit the GA milestone. And now that we're GA, we're you know going to keep building um, on top of the capabilities and, and adding more and more for our customers. For someone that hasn't participated in this public preview, what is the offering? Great question. So Customer Service Insights 
is uh, an application that helps you uh, better understand what's going on within your customer service organization uh, in order to make better decisions to improve sort of key uh, areas that you might want to focus on. So, for example, um, uh, customer satisfaction is, is, of course, a big one in the customer service world. And so uh, CS Insights makes it easy for you to understand the type of issues your customers are hitting and how that you know directly affects things like the customer satisfaction. Uh, and one of the main ways that we do this is by leveraging um, artificial intelligence to automatically cluster uh, multiple issues that your customers might be facing into something that we call topics. Uh, and for folks who are familiar with customer service today, this is a process that's typically done quite manually. Um, so either by uh, the agents themselves, you know, when someone uh, reports an issue, they might kind of tag or try to uh, distill what the issue is about so that they can be grouped uh, manually, or maybe by a team that's post-processing, you know, taking all the data and a data scientist team really kind of churning through this information to try to understand what's related and how that's correlated. Uh, but with customer service insights, we do that all of that for you. Um, all you have to do is kind of walk up, connect to your data set, and then we automatically leverage um, our capabilities to really understand the issue as it's reported and um, be able to group together issues into those topics for you uh, without you having to do anything. Like the subject tree that we had before, but now it's automatic and there can be new topics added to it without me even thinking about it. Exactly. So it's something that's really kind of distilled out of the ongoing engagement that agents and customers have. And we kind of take that uh, as an input and then automatically produce um, those outputs, those topics for you. And um, as easy as we make it, and uh, for anyone who's tried it or is about to try it, it is very easy. Um, and so it's something that people can get set up in, in minutes uh, and really see those insights on, on top of their own data. Um, but as easy as we make it out of box, we also have different ways that people can kind of influence what we do and the logic and the model so that they can really kind of customize it and make it uh, the most beneficial for their business scenarios as well. So uh, it's very easy to get started and has a lot of rich capabilities out of box, but then also um, opportunities for customers to kind of refine it further for their scenarios. Yeah, so if I have topics that I think are missing or I want to have tagged, I can sort of refine this with my own topics then. Yeah, close. So um, this is one of the areas that we're looking potentially to add where you kind of bring your own topics and we um, almost cluster against them. Uh, today, the main way that you influence it is actually by providing feedback on on a particular cluster and cases within that cluster. So for example, you can open up um, our topics page. You can see all the topics that were automatically created and the number of cases within that page. And then if you drill into a particular topic, you'll actually see information about those individual cases. And you can do things like give a case a thumbs up and say, this is a good place, it's in the right topic, um, or potentially a thumbs down and maybe, you know, this isn't the best cluster for this particular issue to be a part of. And as you do that within a particular topic or across your, your different topics, all that information is 
kind of um, factored in and leveraged in the model the next time the data is processed. So not quite a, a full bring your own just yet, um, but really the ability to give feedback to the model based off of what um, the results are right now. So does this mean that I can change the granularity uh, or influence the granularity as well? So if I have either too few topics or either too many, I can sort of try to split them or group them together by influencing this then. Yes, exactly. So by providing the feedback is one way. So we have a few different features related to kind of topic management as, a, as an area. So one of them is the feedback that I mentioned. Um, another one is actually uh, you can change what we call topic granularity as well. There's the ability to kind of say to make the topics more or less granular. By default, we start kind of in the middle and, and give folks a way to, to influence that. Um, there's also the ability to uh, move explicitly a case from one topic to another. So the feedback that I mentioned originally is a little bit more um, kind of suggestive. Uh, you're saying this is good, this is bad, and then you're kind of relying on the model to recalculate and, and do what it thinks is best. Um, but you can also kind of come in and say, this case actually should be in this particular topic and that's used as um, another uh, input. So all these different ways the customers can influence uh, how the model is creating these topics. Um, and then you'll see kind of more and more capabilities to really make sure the, the clustering is the most valuable for, for the customer needs. Um, in a similar feature, slightly different, um, but we also provide ways for customers to um, identify uh, tags or other information in the text that isn't necessarily related to the issue itself. Um, and so that's very common, again, in, in customer service. You might see in a case title, for example, tags like something's been escalated or that something's, you know, tier one or tier two. Um, and typically they're um, identified by a delimiter or something similar. And so we, there's actually a way within the product directly uh, to go and, and tell the model that those tags exist and, and give a, a an understanding of where potentially, you know, is it at the beginning of the title or at the end or both? Um, and then the, the actual uh, case title itself in the source system is not affected, but the model knows to kind of ignore those uh, tags to make sure that it's focusing on the issue of the case instead of, um, you know, potentially being confused by some of those other tags. So lots of different ways within the product to really ensure that that topic generation capability um, is, you know, the most beneficial for, for customers. But you don't use this for prioritization, right? So it's not really, okay, we want to know how many is high importance, medium or low, or do you use this here as well? Then? So not from the title necessarily, but there are a number of other features um, related to a case that we bring in um, in order to really build up the other dashboards and, and metrics that we show. So the, the generated topics are, are really that powerful place, but um, just having the topics alone doesn't give you a lot of insight into, well, how are these groups of issues affecting my customers, affecting their satisfaction, their wait time, those types of things. And so that's where the um, other 
uh, out-of-box dashboards come in that have a number of key metrics. And in order to fully populate those dashboards, there's additional data we look for. Um, and so, you know, topic title is the one we've been focusing on, but you can also bring in a field related to priority, uh, created date, all those different channel information. And so you can, uh, the more data you bring in to customer service insights, um, the more those views and capabilities will be populated so that you can use them to do things like slice or filter by a particular uh, area and really kind of focus your your attention in in that space. Perhaps that's more in the KPI area that we will come to later then. Yes, yes. And, And I'm sorry because... I just missed to introduce you here. So let's do this here now. Sure. So what is it that you do as a group program manager at Microsoft? Yeah, that's a great question. So as a group program manager, I'm responsible for the product uh, end-to-end from the engineering side. And so um, uh, there's a peer, so it's myself, uh, the GPM, and then we also have a GEM, so engineering manager. And between the two of us, we own kind of the full space of the product, everything from you know the availability, the uptime, the capabilities, the features, uh, the persona. And then, of course, I work very closely with uh, the other, you know, marketing and, and business development to determine licensing models and, um, you know, content and and all those different pieces. So really uh, owning the product um, end to end from kind of conception to development to release and then repeating that whole cycle again. It sounds like a lot of fun. Is it? Oh, it's great. Yes. Uh, not only is it fun to be um, on this particular product and this uh, particular area. We also have, as I mentioned, um, you know, we went directly from uh, public preview to GA. And so we're in a very early time for the product uh, and just the excitement across um, the different customers we've already engaged with, with other, you know, existing Dynamics users and beyond. Uh, they really have identified this space as something that can have a lot of impact. And so between having you know the ownership and then seeing this opportunity and the excitement, it, it is really a great place to be working. So we're customers all the time. What's your last memorable customer experience as a customer? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and unfortunately, I think the one that popped into my mind when you mentioned it was something that was not a great customer experience, but then ultimately evolved um, into being one. And so, uh, I think my last memorable experience was really um, going to a place where you have, you know, customer service. It was a restaurant. And so, you know, you you uh, engage with multiple um, different levels across, you know, that service area and um, and that relationship and how how you're engaging is just so important. And so unfortunately, it's something that we um, something didn't go too well. And, you know, we had to kind of, um, you know, we're debating, do, do you raise an issue? Do you, uh, you know, kind of have a complaint, if you will, but actually uh, they proactively kind of identified and we're, you know, we're paying such great attention to their customers and things that they thought were important to their customers, like, um, you know, how satisfied, how happy are they? Um, and, and actually notice that there, there was an issue and we're very proactive and, um, you know, went above and beyond to kind of uh, resolve uh, the issue that we hit. So 
Um, it's, it's true. Every interaction um, that you have, you know, we're customers all the time. And so it is really important to think about, um, you know, both sides of, of it and how, uh, how both the service provider and, you know, how also you can be a, a good customer with them. And that's a good segue into customer satisfaction, right? Yeah. Because that's one part of the customer service insights offerings here then. So what is this customer satisfaction and how is it used in customer service insights? Yeah, that's a great, great point to highlight. So customer satisfaction is um, increasingly one of the most popular, you know, most important uh, metrics and, and areas that businesses uh, focus on and um, is something that uh, customers themselves also uh, something that you know they use quite regularly to kind of determine, hey, am I going to go back to that same brand or that same service um, or not? It, it, it ties very closely um, to loyalty as well, uh, and so customer satisfaction can be measured in in multiple ways, um, but typically and, and uh, in an ongoing way, kind of across industry, we're seeing. A satisfaction rating typically from from one to five. So something uh, very satisfied would be a five and something not satisfied or dissatisfied would be a one. Um, and so there's that kind of scale of, of customers actually telling and reporting how satisfied they are. That's one way to collect it. Sometimes it can be, you know, derived as well from, from an interaction. Uh, but the way in customer service insights, we, we leverage it is by understanding that there's that scale of, you know, one to five and that five is good. And, you know, most people will want to be uh, as close to five as possible. And so um, we actually have a whole dashboard uh, dedicated to customer satisfaction, showing some of those core business metrics uh, that customer service organizations would be monitoring. So what is the overall uh, CSAT score for the last uh, two months, for example? Um, but then building on that, we bring in that topic generation that we have within the product so that users can easily correlate these topics and these clusters of issues um, with their customer satisfaction scores. And even we uh, provide something on that dashboard showing the impact about how a particular topic is impacting uh, the customer satisfaction. So you'll see kind of uh, there can be disproportionate Effects. So it's not necessarily the number of cases in an issue that's affecting um, the customer satisfaction, but, uh, you know, particular cases, regardless of the number, might have a larger impact. Um, so people who hit, you know, a password reset error are typically much less satisfied. And so it gives you uh, just a different view and a different pivot into that really import important metric around customer satisfaction based off of that uh, clustering that we provide. So if we just continue here with the customer satisfaction, so is this a an estimated value or do you ask the customers how, how satisfied are you with our resolution or our service here? Yeah, it's a great, um, great question and it actually will depend on the customer service organization and, and how they choose to do it. So um, in uh, CS Insights, uh, it is just kind of a data field that we look for within the data. How that data is created or where that data came from is kind of up to the user who's connecting uh, customer service insights to their 
particular data. So it's possible that it's coming directly from customers, which in many cases uh, that is more common where it's a, a small survey or something like that, that they've actually answered on a scale of one to five, uh, what, you know, the, how satisfied they actually are. Um, in other cases, as I said, it's possible where that it is also derived, um, but the, the dashboard and the view will be built the same way. And then it's kind of up to the owner of the data to know how to, um, to kind of know where that data came from and, and make that connection. So if I'm starting out with customer service and don't have that in the source system, the customer service insights isn't going to help me to estimate that value for me then? Exactly. Yes. So it's it, it it's all based off of the the data that comes in, and it is possible. Um, not everyone has that data directly correlated with their case titles, for example. Um, and in that case, you can still use customer service insights. Just that area of the product will be less less useful for for your scenarios. And and that these areas as well have channels, right? So you can tell where the channels are from. So that's also based from the source data that you get into. You don't guess if it's from the web, text message, Google reviews or what have you. You have to know that from the data already, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's a data field related to channel and that can be fully customized. So the values within it are, you know, are based off of, again, what the organization, you know, groups and, and tracks. And then it's just based off of that uh, data set that's imported. We can show some additional capabilities where you can kind of filter by a channel or slice by a channel, um, all based off of your channels that you've defined. So if we continue down the functionality and the the announcement that you made here, so what's the the resolution dashboard about? Yeah, so the resolution dashboard is another one of the kind of views that we provide into the important um, information. In this case, it's about the resolution performance of of the customer service systems. Uh, cases. And so um, we talked briefly about the customer satisfaction one, and I might have mentioned as well, there's kind of a summary and overview one as well. Uh, and so actually out of box, we offer um, five different uh, dashboards that actually have the metrics and the charts and, and the interaction. Um, and resolution is, is one of them. And this one is great where it provides a variety of different charts with these graphical views of things like um, which agents have the longest resolve time, uh, ratios of um, you know new escalations versus resolved escalations. And again, all this view is tied to the topics where again, you can see how the topics correlate with those uh, key indicators. And we also again have that impact calculation that tells how these uh, Topics that are created have um, are are impacted or uh, related to the resolution time as well. So that could be also like handling escalations if you're second line support, and that's it, it, again that's a harder problem, but that's comprised within these resolution metrics then yeah and and again it all depends on the data that's imported and um, you know if there's a concept around escalations and and that type of thing um, but yeah it's really related to how a case a case's lifetime you know how it goes from created all the way to resolved um, and to show some some insights based off of 
these groups of cases based off of the issue to maybe help you identify trends that are hard to see when you look at individual case metrics. The next one that we're going to talk about is the KPI summary dashboards. So do you want to talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, the KPI summary dashboard is really, as the name suggests, a summary or an overview dashboard that shows you key metrics uh, across the organization. So across things like customer satisfaction, resolution, um, and other uh, areas that you might be focused on, like just pure volume, numbers, that type of thing. Um, And again, has that all correlated with uh, the topics that we've automatically created. And so that is kind of home base for most of our users. It's the first one that loads up when you get into the product. And it really gives you that full view of your customer service organization right now. And then you can use the topics as part of the dashboard to kind of further drill in and refine and really see what topics are having the most impact um, across your organization. Um, One thing from this dashboard and actually the other ones as well, is you can always click on a particular topic and actually Uh, right-click on the topic, and that'll bring you right to the drill-through view. And that's a great way to kind of deep dive into a particular topic and the KPIs that it's affecting as well. So the high-level dashboards, including the KPI summary, kind of give you that more overarching view. And then you can always drill right into a particular topic just through that right-click menu. Oh, that's really interesting because that's one of the area that I actually missed when I tried this out in the yeah, the the public preview. So that's really good because then if you see something spiking and you can see that that's odd, I don't really recognize that. Where is that coming from? You can go in and see the data underlying all of this. So it's not just nonsense to you and you have to go back to dynamics to find out where it comes from. Yeah, exactly. And then depending on which view you're coming in from, if you're coming in from our topic lists where you can also influence the topics, the cases actually will link back to the source system. So if you are using Dynamics, uh, you you can, if you want to, go all, all the way. But as you said, we actually offer quite a bit of insights directly in the product. And so you can drill into it without having to actually leave customer service insights. Okay, so that takes us to the next part here. So we we talked about the, 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 the public preview and now it's general available, but where is it general availability? Have you hit all the, the areas or all the regions? Yeah, so as part of our uh, GA release, we did a few things. So one, um, the service itself is now purchasable around the world. Um, And so if you look at, say, the Dynamics 365 availability guide, you'll see that we're in all of the different areas where people can can purchase it. As far as actual data um, storage, so where do we uh, store your data when you um, connect in through Customer Service Insights? We are we do have data regions across uh, the entire world, and we matched the Dynamics 365 uh, global deployment um, patterns as well. So I believe that's nine different regions, um, you know, across the U.S., uh, Europe, all of these different um, areas. And then the data that you have stored based off of the region that you have um, your uh, data either in Dynamics or in the Common Data Service 
we create the customer service insights in that exact same region. So you don't even have to kind of think about or, or worry about where your data is stored. So we just match exactly what um, the full kind of platform supports. And how many languages do you support with this clustering? Because some of it has to be language dependent, right? Yes, it does. So today we are only supporting English, although we have seen customers connect to non-English uh, case titles. And actually the, the clustering is still... Um, does provide results, uh, relevant results. It's probably not as as thorough as um, it could be. And so we are actively working on uh, language support in that clustering model as well. Uh, so we're looking sort of um, around the October timeframe is where you'll start to see kind of both preview and, and GA release of that language support. Um, and the way the language support works, which is really exciting, is that, again, it won't be isolated necessarily to a particular language. So it's not, you know, it doesn't need to be 100 percent, say, uh, French titles. It will work across French and English. Um, and then we're also building additional capabilities where um, there's mixed languages. So there's say you know, French, English and German. And so our models will be able to support that as well. So not something in the product today, but definitely keep an eye out for, for future releases to support that uh, topic clustering across languages as well. And that's really good because that's again something that I didn't really think about here. I think doing photos, yes, I'm in Sweden, I want to write in Swedish, but of course you have customers all over the world and when you analyze it, you want it grouped together because it's the same issue. about the same topic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. And it's interesting too, some of our customers are handling this on, on their side today. Um, where they already have almost the translation step as part of this larger analysis that they're doing. And in those cases, of course, that will, will also automatically work. But um, we want to make it as easy as possible. And if you know, if you have cases that are, are in different languages um, in, uh, in the upcoming releases, Customer Service Insights will be able to just do that for you. So how do I find it in the application? Yeah, so when you're looking for the, the application, it is a standalone service. And so you don't have to have Dynamics 365 uh, anything in order to use uh, customer service insights. If you are already a Dynamics user, though, if you go to home.dynamics.com, you will see the application in kind of that launch point of the, all the different Dynamics apps. Um, alternatively, you can go directly to the product. Um, and so it's uh, an easy URL, it's csi.ai.dynamics.com. And that'll take you directly to the product where you'll be prompted to sign in. Uh, if you don't already have a license, you can also go through a sign up flow to start a trial. Um, and then, then you'll be interacting with uh, the product directly through the browser. Um, and so that's the easiest way to kind of get started. And again, it means that you don't have to have one of the larger Dynamics um, offerings in order to use this product as well. So that also means that I cannot really use this with my sandbox environment together with my production environment because I have to pick one of them. And that's probably the production environment. Then. Yes. Yeah. So when you sign in to Customer Service Insights, when you go to connect the data source, 
um, that you have access to, uh, we will list all of the um, environments. And so if you are connecting as the same user, but potentially you have them in different environments, you, you would actually be able to connect uh, to them through uh, customer service insights. You would just see them as different um, workspaces, which is a concept within CS Insights that kind of offers you the ability to switch between uh, instances or data sources. Uh, and so those workspaces are things that kind of unit that you connect to and then also um, that you can share with your colleagues as well. So depending how you have um, your different environments set up, it might be possible, uh, but it is kind of tied to that one user that you're connecting to. So if I'm used to that the region is in the URL and the organization name is in the organization is in the URL, that's sort of gone now. So everyone has basically the same URL that everyone can go to. But then we have the concepts of workspace instead to sort of facilitate these sandbox or multiple productions or multiple environments of whatever yes. you want to use there. Yes, exactly. And so the first time you come in to Customer Service Insights, we actually prompt you to connect to your data because, of course, showing you a dashboard and, and insights off of your data is much more valuable than showing you a sample um, we do, of course, have a sample that folks can start and play around with. But once you choose to connect to your data, we use the global discovery service to list out all the things that you have access to. And the way that we've set it up today is it's a one-to-one -one, uh, environment to our workspace. And that's where the region aspect that you called out as well also comes into play. So if I create one workspace by connecting to an instance that's based in Europe, my Customer Service Insights workspace will also be in Europe. But if I connect a second instance to um, another uh, Dynamics environment that's in uh, the US, then my Customer Service workspace uh, for that particular connection will be in the US. So the workspaces provide a way, as you said, to connect to multiple instances and then also handle that region difference for us. So what can I connect to more than just Dynamics then? Yeah, so Dynamics, as I mentioned, is uh, not a prerequisite. You don't have to have Dynamics for customer service in order to connect um, through customer service insights. However, it is kind of the easiest and smoothest path. So if you are a customer service user today, definitely um, try out customer service insights and then just a few clicks, um, you know, we, we leverage the standard shapes, the common data model uh, concept that customer service does as well. And so we actually know out of box where to look for the different um, data fields and, and what they mean uh, directly. So with, with very little kind of user uh, interaction. For people who aren't using customer service uh, today, we do also connect to just any um, common data service instance. And so uh, common data service has multiple different data integration um, options, including out-of-box connectors to many different uh, data sources and even templates to help bring in data into, again, those common data model shapes. And so anyone who is connected and imported from the data sources either that are supported out of box or, or through the APIs, you can also connect that through customer service insight. So it's potentially needs a little bit more um, user involvement, either if you don't already have the data in CDS, there's that import step. And then once you do connect through CS insights, 
there's a bit of a mapping experience where you need to um, point our product to the right place in the common data service. So for example, you might have a custom entity um, or you might have specific fields that have the title or the create a date and that type of thing in. So we have a little bit of a wizard that helps you with that mapping, but that's really a, a one-time step. And once you've done that mapping, uh, CS Insights will continue to refresh and show the insights off of um, your data in the common data service. Again, excellent things that I didn't consider because I just looked at the the preview here and there there was like Salesforce, SAP, and then the Dynamics. And then, of course, common data services. Again, that big new thing that I just take for granted that don't really realize that, oh, there's so much potential there. And together with that, you can give it even more potential. Yes, exactly. And building on top of a, such a rich platform like CDS means uh, scenarios like we just went through around you know, data integration or data connectivity to, to external sources is all part of the platform capabilities. And in fact, they have multiple ways that they support it. So if it's something you want, say, your, you know, your admins to take care of, they can do that through CDS. If it's something you expect developers to, they have a full SDK. And so there's all of this kind of benefits, as you said, that we get from building across um, on top of that core platform that really ends up making customer service insights uh, much more valuable. So this is not the place where you sort of connect to multiple sources. So you don't really add the Google reviews by themselves here because you really want them in your customer service you can handle them and then the result from how did you handle them is analyzed here then yes and exactly if you do have multiple data sources if you will you can also use cds as kind of that one area to bring them all together um and so uh, with all the great capabilities that they provide it'll um all be tied in and kind of correlated across and then really uh, CS Insights can kind of report and operate on top of that joint information. So what's the license? How does it look like if I if I want to go for this then? Yeah, so the license you can buy, as I said, you know, it is a completely standalone product. And so you can buy it uh, directly uh, on a per user uh, basis. So it's a per user license. And it's $75 per user per month. And uh, in addition to the kind of base user uh, pricing, there's also capacity aspect of it. So the per user per month also comes with um, 100,000 cases as part of the capacity. So those are the cases that are being imported into Customer Service Insights. And as we talked about the different dashboards and, and the time range, so there is... Um, kind of a rolling window of data that we bring in to the product. And that's really what the capacity is is calculated on. If you go to the website and to the documentation, it explains it all and, and even has a few examples. But if for some reason that uh, number isn't enough, we also have the option to purchase capacity add-ons um, that will pool kind of at the tenant level. Um, so that's if you're, you know, just buying it out of box directly for customer service insights. Uh, if you are already a D365 for customer service user, um, there are certain uh, licenses that have some entitlement as part of um, uh, that have some entitlement to customer service insights as well. So uh, the licensing guide and the website are all the latest are all the place to get the best 
and latest information around licensing. You can buy it separately, but if you already are customer service, you could look for it and see if you're already paying for it. And then it's just to go find it, go look for it, go use it. Exactly. And then as we mentioned at the beginning too, uh, we also have a very easy trial for anyone to kind of jump in and get started. So whether or not you have that license today, you can go directly and, and sign up and the the license is, uh, the trial license is very easy um, get started and then that lasts uh, initially for 30 days but we do have quite a generous kind of extension options as well okay so what does the future look like because when i looked at this i thought like oh it could do perhaps even this or even that and and, and how does the roadmap look for you what sort of the big things that you have on your road yeah so one of the great things that's coming up um, is related actually to one of our sister products so also in the ai apps um, in the dynamic space is uh, dynamics 365 virtual agent for customer service and that is one of our uh, sister products that we're, we work very closely with um, and they actually they just went public preview uh, at the end of May. So we're talking about uh, days now where since it's been publicly available. And similarly that I mentioned for CS Insights, the ability to go sign up for a trial and, and test it out. Virtual agent for customer services available now in that public preview um, window where people can go and really uh, dive in and, and try it out building a virtual agent. Um, and so one of the things that you'll also see over these next few months is uh, tighter and tighter integration between customer service insights and virtual agent for customer service, um, really building on kind of a, a feedback loop of using customer service insights to understand uh, the current view of our customer service organization, opportunities to improve and even opportunities specifically to automate some uh, common issues that your customers are facing. And then handing that directly over to virtual agent where you can author content and, and dialogue so that uh, your customer can, you know, that can be deployed to your customer and can directly answer issues as your customer comes in. So um, you'll see uh, additional capabilities that really tie those two um, features together really nicely. Um, so that's one that we're excited about in the next little while. Uh, but within the product itself, um, as you said, there's more and more that we can do. And as, uh, as people are using it, um, we're getting some great feedback. And uh, for anyone who's familiar with the business application group, we are um, we very much listen to customers and especially around things like our, our customer forum and the community. And so folks that go there and suggest ideas and vote ideas, that directly translates to engineering work. Um, and so we have a number of areas that we're looking to improve. Um, one of them, as you said, is, is related to languages. Uh, there's going to be ongoing improvements around that topic clustering. There's more metrics and kind of um, views and insights that we want to offer people, um, you know, in correlation with these topics that we're generating. Uh, and then even more, you know, AI capabilities, things around, you know, predictive analysis, anomaly detection, that type of thing. So we do have quite a lot, um, you know, planned that we're looking to really build on. Um, but any customers that try it out and and even the, the different ideas that you had when you were looking at it, uh, definitely send them over to myself and to the forums and the community. And uh, that's how we get them into the product. 
Yeah, because I, of course, have some ideas that I want to sort of send your way because I have like, okay, but perhaps I have my knowledge base published on my portal. Can I get, okay, who many looked at that? Perhaps I can have some voting on that. Is it helpful or not helpful? How can I get data from that one back into my analytics? Because if I publish a new KB article that's really popular, but the cases drop so that's a good kb article yeah. then why didn't so analytics from that perhaps um yeah and then of course the voice recordings that could be possible together with unified service desk so we're in sales ai i think it is there's this uh, call insights that you can do for outbound calls but what about inbound calls most service organizations have this oh your call could be recorded for quality and improvements or education well then we want to record it and analyze right. and have feedback based on that right so i mean i i bet you've thought about all this already but it's just a, to mine it to my mind it's like okay this is just the beginning of a great together story right exactly and it, what's really exciting too is as we were talking a bit about the building on top of the platform, um, that there's some capabilities, even if they're not native in customer service insights, they're actually possible today. And so, yeah, if you did have kind of knowledge base article interactions, I know we do, for example, in our uh, documentation, people can provide kind of comments and issues that they might have hit and and feedback directly on that, we can correlate that and kind of load it in the same place that we have traditional support uh, engagements and load all of that into customer service insights. So it's possible, even if there's not, you know, native functionality in the product, we can use things like from the platform capabilities. Uh, and then as we see people being even more interested in it and really seeing that value from it, that's where we can kind of pivot and, and maybe build something natively uh, into the product as well. So lots of different options and, and definitely as there's ideas, don't hesitate to share them even if, um, even if they seem kind of specific because with the platform we're built off of, there might even be a way to do it today. I mean, the, the sort of the application just makes it so much better because we have these portals here where we can get external data. We have the USD where we have all the calls. We have the customer service had the insight, the call analytics. It's just this better to get a story just keeps growing and growing and growing. So we have to continue here. So where do I go if I want to know more about customer service insights? Yeah, the easiest place to go to get started is aka.ms slash CS Insights. That'll take you directly to the webpage that has all the information. There's some great videos that you can watch as well to get a feel for what the product does, um, the capabilities, really all the things that we talked about today, but in a more visual form so that you can interact with it. And even one of the first uh, kind of options on that webpage is to get started. And by clicking get started, that's going to take you right through uh, trial signup. Um, if you haven't, um, use the product before and if you have it's going to take you directly uh, into the product and where you can really try all the features that we were just talking about and and so much more so uh, aka.ms slash cs insights is the best place and of course that also links to the documentation and the community forums and everything else 
Okay, so I bet I know where you're going to be next. That's the Business Application Summit, right? Yes, we're, um, we'll be there uh, next week in Atlanta, which will be a lot of fun. We have multiple sessions related uh, to customer service insights and virtual agents. And then, of course, we're also participating in the core customer service sessions as well. So it'll be a lot of fun. And we're looking forward to not only kind of sharing the latest and greatest with our customers, but we'll be set up at the expo and the booth for all customers to kind of come and chat and engage with us directly there as well. And if we want to find you, where where, where are you located then? Can we find you somewhere online? Is that okay? Yeah, definitely. So uh, related to the product, of course, the communities is the best place because it has myself, our, our whole engineering team, and, and so many more of the community. And then, of course, um, I'm on LinkedIn, and, and you'll see me across a number of, you know, dynamics, uh, presentations, webinars, conferences, uh, all that type. All right. Thank you for your participation in CM Rocks, Tessa Kloster. Of course. Thank you for having me. And thanks to you listening. And don't forget that you can find CM Rocks. Just search for it and subscribe for it there. See you next time on CM Rocks.